I began to tell my story. And when I began to tell my story, I felt like I would, I would be reliving it every time I told my story. But God showed me that you're not reliving it, you're releasing it. And welcome back to the Iron Wifey Podcast, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another week, another day, another Sunday, and another opportunity to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. Today's guest is so beautiful, so beautiful, and what the Lord is doing in her life is truly a beauty. I'm not even going to expose or foreshadow anything. Just know that this episode is truly about releasing shame, releasing guilt, forgiving yourself for past mistakes, and just truly allowing the Lord to order your steps according to his will, not ours, but his will. Today's guest is none other than Tanya Bailey-Jones, and here is her official bio. Tanya is a wife, mom, grandma, and lover of the Lord. She's also a retired Navy nurse corp officer. After serving her country for 20 years, God has blessed her to now live a life of full-time purpose work. Tanya is delighted to still be of service to others as she walks out God's calling and purpose for her life. She is a transformational speaker and the creator and host of Beauty Beyond Ashes podcast with Tanya B. Jones. She answered the call to utilize this platform after doing the work to forgive herself from some painful past decisions and I'm not even going to lie. We all may have made a decision in our past that may have caused us some type of pain. However, finding forgiveness and freedom in God's word, Tanya is now supporting other women of faith to navigate the process of self-forgiveness as she guides them to release the guilt and break free from the shackles of shame from their past so that they may begin to fully walk in God's purpose with courage and boldness. I had the pleasure of breaking bread with Tanya at Confidence Activated and meeting her in person. And she is truly a blessing and a gem. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I introduce to you guys, Tanya Bailey-Jones. Welcome to the Iron Wifey Podcast, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so blessed that we met at Confidence Activated. I'm so excited that we got a chance to grab dinner that night because I didn't know who I was eating with. I just heard somebody say a restaurant and then all of a sudden the people (laughs) that that showed up, showed up. Um, But it was just such a blessing to sit next to you, to break bread with you, to hear about what the Lord is doing in your life. And before we dive into any of that, tell the people who you are and what you do. Okay. I am Tanya Bailey Jones. I'm a transformational speaker and I'm also the creator and host of Beauty Beyond the Ashes podcast. And my space is for women of faith who um, have uh, unforgiveness in their spirit for some choice that they've made in their past. And my, my goal is just to help them walk through finding forgiveness, releasing themselves from the shackles of shame from past um, decisions and just um, allowing them to to be used by God in a courageous and bold way. Mm, I love it. Let's dive into Beauty Beyond Ashes, mm-hmm. right? Why yeah. that name? That's I, I hear it so often, but Beauty 
itself encompasses so many good things, but beyond is like so far fetched. It's like not just here, but in every aspect of your life. But then you have ashes, mm-hmm. um, which are significant of something you may have lost or something that you may be grieving in your life. Why beauty beyond the ashes, and how did that get started? Wow, girl, you you hit almost everything in your own question. Um, Beauty Beyond the Ashes came to me because God um, gave me Isaiah 61, one through three. Okay. And I will tell you when he first gave it to me, I, I focused on like, people talk about that's, you know, your calling to preaching or whatever. And I was like, Lord, no, that's, that's, I'm the wrong one, Lord, not that. <laughs> and he helped me focus in on the brokenhearted. And- uh, identified my brokenness with other women's brokenness. And that was given to me two years ago when I started my own healing journey okay. and trying to figure out what was going on with me. And once once I he gave me the podcast name, it was more of a beyond it. Like what's going to happen beyond all that stuff that you were able to push, push aside? You're going to find even more and more beauty as you continue to walk beyond the ashes. So, Amen. I love it. Now, I'm a Bible nerd. So when you said Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, I was like, Lord, I don't even know what that says. So so I got my Bible up here. Um, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim the captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. And to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. And in their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Amen. Mm-hmm. that that is me in that scripture he was also, talking me. about me. me in that scripture um and then he revealed it to me that my brokenness my hurt my pain that I went through is to lead others out of that mm. yeah yeah oh, amen I think that may have been the first time I've actually read the scripture. Mm. Amen. I think one thing that I absolutely love about this word is that he was sent to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about imprisonment for a while, at least for a little bit. Um, Totally different direction than what I thought I was going, but that scripture, amen. Um, I want to talk about imprisonment because... When we think about our past and we think about decisions that we may have made or actions that we may have taken or steps that may have led us down wrong paths, how how have you seen, because you help a lot of women break past the, the shame of their past, but how have you seen the imprisonment spiritually, like spiritual imprisonment, and then how that impacts us physically? Yes. Okay. Let me let me get it together. Oh, girl, we here. <laughs> we here. So it's it's um it's amazing that you use the word imprisonment because 
um, my saying is being shackled to shame. You're Ooh. imprisoned to the shame of your past. It's still holding you bondage in those shackles. So the way it, 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 it played out for me spiritually is that I was, I yearned to have a deeper connection with God. And I didn't understand why I could, couldn't get there. I would see other people and I could just feel their spirit connecting with God. And I would always wonder, well, where's my connection? Why can't I have that? Why can't I have that? And, and I felt like I wasn't hearing from God. God is so good. One of my spiritual brothers called me the other night after I posted something online and he sent quotes to me where three years ago I was saying, I can't hear from God. Why can't I hear from God? I want to hear from God. And to be in the place that I am now understanding why I couldn't hear from God because I was in spiritual bondage to mm. shame that I had not forgiven myself for because he had already forgiven me. I had already brought it to him, right? Mm -hmm. I knew long time ago that um, I was forgiven. I, I understand that, but the, the understanding was here and not here in my mm. heart. It was, it was a mental knowledge of understanding and not an experiential uh, knowledge with, with God, experiencing Amen. forgiveness. And um, he walked me through just, um, who is that? Co Coach PBJ, mm -hmm. Dr. PBJ, mm -hmm. community, coaching, and counseling. Mm. That. Those three, and this was before she even said it, but those three, that's where I found my healing. Amen. That's how I found my healing and um, being released from the spiritual bondage through that healing. Amen. Wow, I love that. I, community coaching and counseling. Mm -hmm. The three C's is what she calls it. Wow. I love yeah. that community coaching and counseling allowed the captive to be free. Amen. Look at that. Look That's at good. that. Release from those shackles. Yes, ma'am. That's good. I love how you talked about being shackled to shame and how that's kind of something that um, you dive into with beauty beyond the ashes and what the Lord is sending you to do in this world. When it comes to the freedom of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. You talked about it being how we can forgive ourselves mentally, but until we experience forgiveness in our heart, we can't truly allow ourselves to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. How long mm -hmm. did it take you to forgive yourself? That's a hard question regarding time. So I may need to share a little bit okay, for understanding, for um, clarity. So um, when I was 17 years old, um, I made the choice, choice of abortion. Okay. okay. And in, in that choice, it not only aborted 
the child, it aborted the woman that I was to become. Mm. I became um, cognitively dissonant because I was trying to rectify my beliefs and my choices and it wasn't lining up. Um, That choice led me to make so many destructive decisions after that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, I it came to my knowledge um, that the father of that child actually wanted the baby, mm-hmm. okay? Um, someone else in his family told me he didn't. And he was away at boot camp, so I couldn't verify that. And through my fear, um, I'm leaving for college, wanting to uh, not disappoint my mom, I decided to have an abortion. Well, once I found out that he actually wanted the child, he and I decided that we were going to recreate our child. Hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I was dating someone else that I was trying to break up with. And during that time, um, I became intimate with him. And from that one time, I became pregnant. So here I am, 18 years old. I'm supposed to be recreating my child with the man that I love with that was our child and we wanted it. And I'm now pregnant for another man. That destroyed my image of myself completely. I could never get that out of my mind as I progressed through life. Every mistake just piled on top of from 17-year-old, 18-year-old on. I was never free of that choice that I made because it just kept grabbing more poor, poor choices. Even to the point where 10 years later, when I was 27 years old, I had my second abortion. Hmm. Um, That was, by then I had no feelings. By then I had put on such a mask to hide who I felt I was from what the world saw. So I wore that mask for 30 years, 33 years to be exact, 33 years until I turned 50 years old. And the month before I turned 50 years old, I was lying in bed next to my husband and these thoughts were just racing through my head, um, thoughts of What's wrong with you? Um, You're retired from the military. Why can't you get your life together? Um, The the biggest question was, what's your purpose, Mm. right? And for me, I wanted to know who I was. Who am I now? I'm crying. I'm I'm, um, just a mess. And so I frantically awakened my husband and he's looking at me like, what's wrong? I'm crying so much. I couldn't even articulate to him 
what the problem was. And um, he just held me in his arms until the heaviness of my breathing and the stiffness of my body subsided. And he asked me, do we need to take you to the hospital? Because literally we both thought I was going to lose my mind that night. Mm. And I told him no, but he made me promise that I would get help. And that's what I did. That's when I got into counseling. And um, in talking through just life events, I kept referring back to that abortion, back to that abortion. So my therapist was able to identify that that was the, the point that life turned for me. Mm. And the rest was just, it, it's collateral damage from that choice. Mm. So I got into counseling and I did intensive therapy. I took uh, medications. I was diagnosed with um um, major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder, um, alcohol abuse, um, just, I, I was, I was a different person who, um, God intended me to be mm. because I was still shackled to that choice I made. So as I began therapy and counseling, I mean, um, counseling and coaching, mm -hmm. I began to release all of that. And, and in releasing, wow, I said the other day, this came to my mind. I'm so glad Holy Spirit brought it back to me. Um, be, I began to tell my story. And when I began to tell my story, I felt like I would, I would be reliving it every time I told my story. But God showed me that you're not reliving it, you're releasing it. Wow. And, and and that's the devil wants to keep us bound mm -hmm. to our past. And um Revelations, I, I did this on my podcast just this week. Revelations 12 and 11 says that we are overcome. We overcome the accuser through the blood of Jesus and through the words of our testimony. Amen. And that is what I've learned held me back. I was holding on to that story. I was mm -hmm. just holding on to that untruth about myself that I had created over 33 years, that that had blocked me from my God. Mm. I couldn't see what he saw because mm -hmm. the devil had painted this mask on me, right? Yeah. So it is, it's it's through releasing of um the error of our thoughts and and combining with what God says of us mm -hmm. that we are able able to overcome the accusations of Satan and walk into healing. And once I did that. There's nothing that I wouldn't say for God. You want me to tell the story? I'll tell the story as many times as you want me to. Because I know that my obedience in telling that story is someone else's breakthrough. Ooh. 
Amen. You know, Tanya, it's funny as you were talking, I just kept hearing the Holy Spirit say there's peace and release. Because as I was looking at your face, like you, just as you're speaking, I'm like, wow, she has so much peace. I do. She has so much peace, mm -hmm. regardless of what she's been through, regardless of what she allowed herself to believe. She has literally come through and broken those shackles and she has so much peace. And it's because mm -hmm. she released everything that she was holding on to. And so mm -hmm. I just kept hearing there's peace and release. Yes. I'm gonna write that down. You know I'm about to write Girl, that down. That's all <laughs> you go for. That's that's the next book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um yeah, it's uh I I on my merchandise, I have um I found beauty beyond the ashes. I am healed, whole, and walking in freedom. Amen. That's that's my testimony right there. Absolutely. And when you do the next sweatshirt, preferably a crew neck, because I like my crew necks, <laughs> and it says peace and release, girl, call me so I can buy my size. All right. I appreciate that. And <laughs> you get yours free, honey. I can't, I can't get that from you and then not bless you. Look, I'm I'm here for the free 99. I'm here for it. But <laughs> with you know, the coupon. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. But yeah, that's all I kept hearing. There's peace and release. Michaela, it it really is. And I searched for peace for so long in my life. I'm now 52 years old. Oh, and girl, you look good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm now 52 years old. And it wasn't until I felt like I was going to have a nervous breakdown the month before I turned 50 that I had had enough, that that the disturbance of my peace, mm -hmm. I was done. I was done with that. I'm here for it. I'm here for the nervous breakdown because in our weakness, Christ is made strong. And yeah. so just for him to be with you in that that moment, even for your husband to mm -hmm. be such an amazing partner, to comfort you in that moment and to understand and anticipate your needs, like praise the Lord, praise, mm -hmm. praise the Lord for your union, for your marriage. Um, and all that God is bringing through you. Like, yes, girl. Yes, I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. So thank you, first off, for telling your story, because I think one of the biggest things that I resonated with was being obedient and telling your story, like even with the thought of you don't want to relive it because mm -hmm. when I met you at Confidence Activated, that was the first time that I told that story on a mm -hmm. stage and I did not want to. Mm -hmm. I did not want to, but I had to be obedient because I was afraid that by telling that story, I would also be reliving what had happened to my dad because I didn't know if I had healed completely I didn't know if this was the time to be talking about it and then also when it comes to the sensitive subject of suicide and you're in a room full of believers and non-believers alike you start getting questions that you don't necessarily want to answer mm -hmm. or know how to answer and yes. I feel like abortion is another one of those sensitive topics where it's like okay if I speak on this people go people might have questions Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I want to answer those questions. And I don't know if I have an answer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for those questions. Um, how did you kind of push past that? I don't want to call it a limiting belief, but that little voice in the back of your head that was like, look, 
if they ask me this, I don't know how I'm going to respond. Or if they ask me anything about the minute details of my past or how that relates to the Bible, because I know for me personally, when my father died, I had half the family calling me telling me he was going to hell and half the family talking about God Mm -hmm. had saved him. So like, there's so many, there's so many spiritual elements to some of the choices that we make that we don't know how to answer. How did you kind of push through, even if no one even approached you, but just the thoughts? Right. It's the thoughts that get you. Yeah. Because they're worse than the reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, let me say this. You were amazing on that stage at Confidence Activated. You activated your confidence that day. And you were so calm. And um, there was a piece about you on that stage. Right. And I'm pretty sure somebody in that audience had an experience with suicide. They did. A family member or somebody that they know or something uh, around suicide. They've had the experience. And your peace showed them that there can be peace in the midst of that. That's that's, that's what I want to say to you. So Thank thank you for being obedient and bold enough to do that for for God and the people that he needed to reach. Um, Secondly, um, I had lots of thoughts in my head, right? Um, I have have my older daughter, she's 33, and she didn't know that I had had an abortion. my husband, I thought he didn't know. So in my mind, I had to tell all these people, mm-hmm. right, before I began to share it. And that was the greatest fear. My greatest fear wasn't out there. It was in my home. Mm-hmm. Because those are the people that I love mm-hmm. and didn't want when I removed that mask for them to see ugliness. I wanted them to see beauty. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to see the beauty that God displayed even through those ashes, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I went to a retreat called Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. And it was at that retreat that I first acknowledged many things. And one was saying the word baby Mm. in in what I had done. I didn't identify that. So I believe that in order to prepare yourself for the outside, you have to do the work on the inside. The inside of you, Mm -hmm. inside of your circle, because that's how you are built up to face the outside. So I I did um, my first major keynote on November 3rd in front of 500 people. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And it was a community of pro-life people. And the hardest thing for a post-abortive woman to do 
is to tell her story mm-hmm. to pro-life people. Because not everybody is as loving and comforting mm-hmm. as they should be towards post-abortive women. They don't have the understanding. Mm-hmm. So once I was able to tell my husband and he gave me love and encouragement and the freedom to tell my story. And once I told my oldest daughter and the thing that she told me was, I wish you had told me before Mm. because you would have seemed real to me. Mm. My mask was working. Yeah. I wanted people to see perfection. So my Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. Mask was working on my on my family, my daughter, hmm. the, the most significant of all members, my daughter, my own offspring, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a relationship that you develop with God as you're walking the path that he gives you the strength and the words to to do whatever it is you need to do, right? If you're doing it for him, he is definitely going to give you what to say. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you what to say. So once we digest that, that God is in control, that's how you combat those thoughts of what are people going to ask? What are they going to say? How am I going to answer? I'm going to answer with what God tells me to say. Mm -hmm. wow he really does give you words absolutely he really does and I think um if you haven't experienced being being overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit and not even remembering what you say because it was the Holy Spirit until you experience that the fear of of um not knowing yeah not having that experience satan is there Satan's in your ear you know so i think it's just building yourself up in the knowledge that god is in control and that you have to meditate that word yep meditate god's word yeah really yeah amen um as you're speaking two things came to mind Number one, I think it's so beautiful how the Lord works because you mentioned that your first keynote was on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, your first keynote was on November 3rd. You mentioned that your daughter is 33 years old, but you also talked about how you kept that shame for 33 years. And so it took you 33 years to release the wow. shackles of shame. But the baby that you did have and the baby that you did raise was 33 years old by the mm-hmm. time you actually told your story to the world. And so I was like, wow, Lord, that's so good. Wow. 
That's so good. Oh my God. That's amazing. That Thank is so Holy good. Spirit. Thank you, Holy <laughs> Spirit. Yeah, that's so good. I was like, wow, that's <clears throat> that's amazing. And I think it was Jesus 33 when he went to the cross. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, I think Jesus was 33. I was like, he might have been 31. Look, where's my phone? How old is <laughs> I'm like, I'm this is about to blow my mind. Crazy. I would tell you that. <laughs> you know, because you know, we, we got to look it up. We got to make yeah, sure yeah. we're on it. But that's right. Um, I don't want to be given erroneous information. For real. Was Jesus 33 when he died? I mean, I know none of us really know until he was there. Um, Let's see. It says 33. He was 33. So that's, that's just... Whoa. I don't know. You go play your numbers, play 33 for me, girl. <laughs> and give you some of it. <laughs> but 33, just give me all of it. I got you. I, I, I'll break off a little half. But no, I just thought that was so amazing because um, I don't know why, but the Lord always shows numbers to me. I don't know. I don't know why, honestly. And I know with the world and how the world is, people be like, oh, angel numbers and all this stuff. And I'm like, I ain't even about to open no portals. I bought uh -huh. no doors. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but it was just so amazing how you were talking. And I was like, oh, she mentioned that number before. And then you were like, you said it again with your daughter. And I'm like, oh, she mentioned that number before. And I'm like, Jesus was 33, wasn't he? And she said it took her 33 years. And when you talked about that retreat and how you had to release that one word, baby, like that that's just so powerful. Mm -hmm. You talk about beauty beyond ashes. I'm like, wow, Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that. Let me tell you, you it's it's so um ironic and almost I don't want to use the word scary. I, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. The 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 number three has been for almost a year now in in my focus let me mm -hmm. say that um i would see the 333 mm -hmm. on the clock and and all of that so recently i heard um tony evans in just a short clip where he said um numerology is is not of god right mm -hmm. if you're using numbers to guide you to help you know the future or something of that nature, then that's, that's from Satan. Mm -hmm. So I released, and, and, and he said, um, the reason why, or was it him or someone else? The reason why you continue to see the numbers is because now you're aware of the numbers. It's like when you get a new car, and you have, see that car everywhere. everybody mm -hmm. has the car, right? <laughs> so, so I, I released that, but, now I got to go sit and meditate on that because maybe God is that, that number is just significant to me, period. It's not about trying to predict the future or be led by the numbers. Mm -hmm. Right. But just, just, just like you said, like 33 years and Jesus was 33 and, and, and maybe Maybe that's just so significant that he had to show it to me through those numbers. I also think like 
he lived 33 years. It was in the 33 year, the 33rd year that he was crucified in new life. Like we, we, we gained mm -hmm. eternal life. So like for you to be on this earth for 33 years shackled and in that 33 year, you crucified something that gave you new life, but also mm -hmm. the baby that you carried and rose and learned, not learned, but taught and, you know, poured into was also 33 years. And now you have this new life. And so like, I completely understand what the number is. That's why I'd be like, I don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> <And you> always, <laughs> I, I, ain't even, I ain't even gonna stop you. I don't, I, I, I'm afraid to Google sometimes because, you know, yeah. Google be pulling up everything. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, nope. But what I did do, because I used to see 1111 everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not about to Google this. I'm not. Like, we're not about to open Pandora's box. This, this ain't mm -hmm. coming in my home. And so I decided to, instead of Googling, I typed in 1111 on my Bible app oh. and I looked at the scriptures that were relevant to that. And it pulled up Deuteronomy 1111 and it talked about the power, the blessings and obedience and the, the curses for disobedience. And I realized that the Lord was leading me to be obedient in what he has called me to do. And that was actually when I was released to tell my story. And so like, I knew a while back that the Lord was leading me to tell my story and I was like I'm not ready and he was like here are all the blessings for being obedient and here are all the curses for being disobedient you tell me when you're not ready you you make your choice because oh the choice is between life and death and so I was like wow okay I need to focus on obedience but for number three to be a number that's been so poignant in your life I also think about the holy trinity the father son and the holy spirit mm. and so really just allowing God to be like your focus in this season, you mm. know, leaning on the Holy Spirit to be that advocate, that guide for you, wherever you tell your story, you know, allowing Jesus to be everything to you, your salvation, to be who you speak of in every stage that you get on, but then also allowing the Lord, allowing God to lead you and being a daughter, like just encompassing that Holy Trinity and focusing on that in your life in this season. I'm like, wow, three is so crazy, but yeah. I don't know nothing about nothing. So I'm just speaking. <laughs> I, I I am. I'm gonna like iron sharpens iron. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You you God gave that to you, right? In the midst yeah. of my story, so He's gonna He's gonna give me some confirmations from this, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to speak to me. That's what He does through that iron sharpen irons. He He speaks in the midst Absolutely. of it. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go look up scripture and go to the word and mm -hmm. see what God has to say. Amen. Amen. And then I thought it was so cool that not cool, Lord Jesus, help me with my words. But I thought it was so coincidental. Um, that the first keynote that you delivered was in front of a pro-life audience. That okay. is so moving because and it's so it's so funny because I told my story to you guys on stage of confidence activated mm -hmm. and the first person that came up to me I'm not gonna name no names but she definitely does not live for the Lord I'm pretty sure she's into some witchcraft mm -hmm. not even gonna lie just being on her platform I'm like this is not Holy Spirit um she was the first person that was like you need to be on my show and I said okay I don't know why I said okay but I was just like okay that's cool and I was so nervous to be on her show because I'm like, Lord, what am I going to say? Like her whole platform screams 
new age it screams Absolutely. all these things that I know are not you and I just told a story about you and you want me to get on this platform and you want me to tell these people wow. who don't believe in you about you and I was so nervous and you talked about how like he really does give us the words to say because <laughs> I got on that and I, I prayed before and I was like Lord don't open up no doors because I don't want nothing coming into my house just because <laughs> I say yes yeah um but like I got on that microphone and she was like look I want you to tell my audience exactly what you said on stage because mm -hmm. I was crying after your speech and I was like okay and so I told the exact same story I gave God the glory and everything that I did I told people how the Lord leads us to tell our stories and how we're all, all a part of everybody else's story mm -hmm. and she sat there and she cried mm -hmm. And she um, was like, thank you so much. She's like, I was not expecting to cry again, but there's something about your story that just makes me want to share it with everyone I know. And I was just like, wow. Wow. So That's... for you to get on that stage and speak to an audience who may not have the same beliefs as you, it's just the Lord showing you. Let me mm -hmm. use you for your glory. Let me use you for my glory, you know? And, and one of it, one of the things I wanted was for them to understand a little bit better where a woman may be in that moment of mm -hmm. choice. And that it's not, it's not about hate. Mm -hmm. It's not about, most often it's about confusion. Mm -hmm. It's about confusion. And that if we have someone to walk alongside of us in that confusion and not judge us, where we shut down, then we're we're more prone to choose love and life, mm -hmm. right? Um, so at the pregnancy center here, um, I work with abortion-minded and post-abortive women mm -hmm. that come into the center. So when a woman after I've counseled with them and talked with them and shared with them, if they still choose abortion, I don't come back angry. I tell them, call me when you need me. And then when I know they've already gone through with the procedure, I call and check on them. How you doing, baby? Let me pray for you. If you need me, if you need to talk, if feelings come up, I'm here. I know. Mm -hmm. And it's it's no judgment. Mm -hmm. It's no condemnation. It's not my job to condemn her. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so in telling them all of that, that's what I want others to see. That is not about beating and condemning them. It's about loving them. Absolutely. And I believe once you once they feel the love, it it removes some of the confusion and they are able to choose life mm. for themselves and their child. Mm. Right? It's just the cornerstone of everything is love. The cornerstone of everything is love. And once we are able to have that God love in us, we will save lives. 
It may not be the baby, but you can save hers afterwards and stop her from making another choice. Mm-hmm. Like I did. Tanya, I'm borderline in tears because you talk about iron sharpening iron. The word for me, every year on my birthday, the Lord gives me a word. My birthday was October 28th, so a few weeks ago. My word for this year is divine. Mm -hmm. And when I look up the word divine, it literally just means to be like God. And when I studied, how can I be more like God? He took me to where the scripture says God is love. Mm -hmm. And I dove into 1 Corinthians 13, which talks about love. But it's so crazy because the last time I saw my dad in person, we went to a track and we walked around this track. And then we just sat in the car afterward and he was talking to me and I have a recording And I played this recording at his funeral, but the words that he said to me were, it's all about love. Mm -hmm. He said, when people get back to love, everything will change. Racism, politics, everything. Mm -hmm. We just need to get back to love. And so I know that this year for me, I'm 29, I know that this year being divine is not necessarily about all of the divine abundance and blessings, but it's about God's love Mm -hmm. and how we can give and share that love with everyone. And I'm just so grateful that you said that love is the cornerstone because you're right. It's not about judgment. It's not about the choice that they made. It's about how we can love them through life, love them back to life. Instead of loving people to death, how can we love them to life? Right. Right. That is that that is um that's a beautiful word to be given. And I think it's gonna grow for you over the next year as you walk into 30. Mm. And you're gonna your love is going to just explode in a different, you're you're very loving already. Like you just give and give and give, right? But that's, he's going to blow your mind with the next level. It's Mm -hmm. like, I didn't even know I could love this way, God. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amen. I could sit here and talk to you all day, but I want to talk about beyond. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the beauty that's coming beyond for your life? What What are we looking forward to in the future? What you doing? What's your plans? Um. Wow. There's There's so much. Um. I am actually in a waiting season, but while I'm waiting, I'm working and praising. Mm-hmm. So I believe um the the podcast is just the beginning to um actually propel me into a different uh, speaking level. Okay. So um, I believe that God is going to open stages for me mm-hmm. um, to deliver his word of love mm-hmm. to the masses. Um, I believe that he has a coaching program for me for post-abortive women. 
to love them back to life. Um, I believe he has a book in me. I'm ready for it. Peace and release. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> I, mean, I, might, I might have to leave that there, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of ponder on that. But um, but I believe, you know, just in the immediate future, um, just continuing to speak, continuing to use my voice, um, continuing to use the power of my story um, because it's it's through the words of our testimony that we overcome the accuser. And there are so many people out there who are living under accusation and condemnation. So I'm just going to walk it out for God. I'm going to walk it out for God. But I am. Um, he has given me uh, the framework for my coaching program, which is Unmask. Okay. The the un, Unmask Your Beauty. Um, initially, I had, like, in my spirit, unmask your magic, but the magic didn't sit well with me, and he just said, beauty. Absolutely. Unmask the beauty that I have for you. Um, and the unmask is based upon um, a six-step program, and uh, the the you is for untangling all the weeds, all the untruths that we've told ourselves, and just... Um, kind of laying that out and sitting with it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, you have to know your story. So you have to narrate your story. You have to mm -hmm. tell yourself all, all the truth, admit to some pieces that you may not have wanted to admit to before, mm -hmm. but you, but you have to, to unmask. And then you have to understand in that story, mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. We all make them. We all make mistakes. So we have to just come to terms with mistakes happen. Yeah. And then we're going to accept God's forgiveness. And that may be the hardest part for some people. Because in accepting God's forgiveness, the next step is accepting our forgiveness That's for right. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the, the S is shift your perspective to what God sees of you. Mm -hmm. That mask that you had on, when it comes down, you got to shift to see the beauty that God says in his word that you are. Absolutely. And then K, kudos. Hey. Congratulate <laughs> yourself. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you for surviving. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to thrive. Amen. So that's that's a lot of work in that when Absolutely. we're talking about our choices. And the way I realized that this method, besides God dropping it to me, what he did was I didn't just make one mistake. I made an abundance of mistakes in my life. Mm. So I found myself going back doing the same thing on each mistake. Reshuffling right? yourself each and every time. Mm -hmm. Every time, every time. So it became like, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And it became easier for me to do. So if I, if I can teach a person just the methodology of, of, of unmasking, mm -hmm. Okay, removing all of that, 
stuff and sitting with truth and seeing your beauty. You can do that every single time for the past and the future because we we will make a mistake in the future. That Pray to God so that is not, you know, life altering, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. That is so good. So good. And there is and so we, much freedom and forgiveness. Tanya, where can people find you? All right. Well, I have uh, my website, which is tanyabjones.com. Um, I am on Facebook, Tanya Bailey Jones. I am on Instagram at blessed one underscore T2W. So that's blessed, the number one underscore T2W as in Titus to woman. And uh, TikTok. Titus to woman. <laughs> TikTok. I don't use too much, but I post from time to time on there. Um, it's beauty beyond the ashes. Um, but but my email is bbta for Beauty Beyond the Ashes at tanyabjones.com. B-B-T-A at tanyabjones.com. And I welcome everyone, of course, to um, join the podcast. Every Wednesday is a new episode. Podcast name is Beauty Beyond the Ashes with Tanya B. Jones. Amen. Well, y'all are sitting here listening to Tanya on a Sunday. So y'all might as well just on Wednesday, go ahead and download that and listen. Amen. (laughs) Clearly, she is a blessing. Um, Tanya, before we go, I have three questions that I like to close every interview with. There is no pressure. I saw that face, girl. There is no pressure (laughs) at all. No pressure. Come on, Lord. I just want to know where you are in your life with these questions. So question number one, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? Mm-hmm. Saving souls, saving souls, healing the brokenhearted. Hmm. That's what being about my father's business is. Yeah. Isaiah 61. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Amen. Question two, um, just a little backstory. I started, well, after the death of my dad, I decided to focus on gratitude instead of grief. And so I started a podcast called Dear God, I'm Grateful, where I found something to be grateful for every day. And Mm -hmm. so I'm curious, Tanya, in this season of your life, what are you grateful for? I am grateful that I know God loves me because it is through the knowledge of his love that everything else has flowed out so freely and I too have a a a gratitude journal called beauty beyond the ashes gratitude journal (laughs) I love it where can we get that that's on Amazon okay y'all better go get it I'm here for it y'all know to be grateful every day every day on the ashes journal is gonna find you something so I love it. And I'll tell you the last question that I have. Uh, as you know, you are here on the Iron Wifey podcast. Iron Wifey is derived from Proverbs 27, 17, which they said is iron sharpens iron. One man or one friend sharpens another. Our motto is, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. So how mm-hmm. are you, Tanya Bailey Jones, sharpening the women in your life? Mm-hmm. Showing them freedom and helping them to get there helping them to experience the freedom of God. Amen. 
Tanya, thank you so much. Thank you for your obedience. Mm -hmm. Thank you for allowing yourself to embrace the freedom of God. Thank you for forgiving yourself and not allowing yourself to be shackled to shame. And thank you so much for telling your story today. It has been truly a blessing. I'm so blessed to have met you. And I just want to thank you for all that the Lord is doing in your life and for your obedience to just heed his directions. Mm, thank you, Michaela. And it has been an honor, not, not just to be here, but to know you and to have been in your presence that day. Um, you left a mark. You you left a mark on my life and and um I just bless God for your presence. And thank you for having me here. It has been oh, just so filling to my spirit. Amen. All right, loves. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know that it was it may have been a heavy topic for some, but I truly believe that when we face our shame, when we face our fears, when we allow the freedom of God to wash us clean, there is so much peace in release. There is so much peace in releasing our past. There is so much peace in releasing our pain. There is so much peace in release. And I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord for Tanya for using her, for allowing her to find that freedom, for allowing her to remove those shackles, to allowing her to forgive herself and to, to be able to stand or sit as we were sitting, to sit before you today and to tell her story with you all. I Again, I truly pray that this episode was a blessing to you. I do encourage you, go on over to tanyabjones.com, um, subscribe to her podcast, listen to Beauty Beyond the Ashes, because I know that it is going to be a blessing. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode of the Iron Walkie Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela, and continue to go out and aim to sharpen one another. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.